Welcome to Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. I'm your host, Damali Peterman. On this podcast, we introduce our new season's theme, Resilience, and I, along with the guest co-host, will share how we remain resilient amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. We want to inspire our listeners to continue to break through. Welcome to the show. I am so delighted to have on today's episode, Asanta Howard. Asanta, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Damali. It's a pleasure, oh, pleasure to see is, you. Oh, it's always delightful to see you, and the pleasure is certainly mine. Asanta Howard serves as the Interim Assistant Dean of Business Services and Workforce Development, as well as the Executive Director of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program located at LaGuardia Community College. Ms. Howard has worked for over 20 years in the City University of New York system within the Division of Adult and Continuing Education. Ms. Howard was the Director of Continuing Education at Clayton State University, located in Morrow, Georgia, and was a Director of Corporate Education and Workforce Development at the City College of New York. Ms. Howard is a published author of several books. She has a Master of Science degree in Adult Education and Human Resources Development from Fordham University. Let me tell you, Asante, there are a lot of directors. <laughs> <laughs> directors, I mean, excellent. The top of the, the top position you can acquire in all of these programs and universities. And frankly, you do have an amazing resume. You have a refreshing approach to educating business owners uh, that are early in their growth and development stages. You also are an entrepreneur yourself. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I just want to point out that you talk the talk and walk the walk. And I'm just delighted to have you here today because now more than ever, and it's always, I mean, it's always been entrepreneurs and small businesses that have fueled the economy. But now more than ever, when people are looking for some consistency and thinking of a new way to define themselves and to pivot, entrepreneurship is on the table for people who probably didn't think of it before. So you have more entrepreneurs kind of showing up and let's say showing out. So welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Damali. It is, again, a pleasure. And entrepreneurship is just in, in my blood. You know, I was told, I guess it was... I must have been about 14 or 15 years old. My uncle reminded me, he said, you, I told him that I was going to be an entrepreneur. You know, um, I consider myself an entrepreneur, but I'm also an educator first. And so the two married with me uh, running or um, overseeing the, 10, 000, the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. Well, what's amazing about that, and, you know, I can tell that entrepreneurship is in your blood. And what's amazing about your, you kind of from age of 13 or 14, declaring that you're going to be an entrepreneur and then actually not only becoming an entrepreneur, but being so devoted and committed to helping thousands of entrepreneurs um, develop their skill set and take whatever they're passionate about and learn how to apply processes uh, to, to help them, to not even, not just help them, to kind of ensure their success, right? And I always like to tell people how I met my guests. And I was lucky enough to be in a cohort of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program under your, you know, under you, I'm your director. 
And I, I learned so much, not only from the program, but also from my fellow entrepreneurs and leaders like you who are leading the program and also had your own successful businesses. Because to me, that sort of, it, that shows me that you had a choice when you woke up. You know, you had to decide, you, you chose to not only run and operate your businesses, but also to be committed to all of us who showed up every day. And even in the pandemic, you continue to provide leadership and guidance, connecting with entrepreneurs and working on launching a new program uh, to help students from underrepresented communities kind of bridge the gap and have their first, many of them, their first internship with entrepreneurs who are in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. And so you keep taking it to the next level, Asanda. <laughs> like just every time you go to the top and then you say, okay, there's more space and I there's more that I can do. And one of the things that you said to me before is that you receive inspiration from others, that from people and seeing them grow and develop and, and succeed and that you want to inspire others. And I love this two-way flow of just, you know, being, having an impact on this world, you know, while you're here and you are doing it. And so I, I just can't wait for people to hear more about you, uh, to learn about what you do, how you got here, how, and how you tap into your resilience. So I really look forward to our conversation. You know, we're focusing on the theme of resilience as it relates to conflict and, our, and how you, your company, your industry have navigated the last 18 months. And the goal is to in, encourage and inspire our listeners to continue to break through. And you, know, you and I have a rapport with each other. So yes. our listeners will kind of feel like they're eavesdropping on a private chat between two friends. And so I think they're in for a treat today. So Asanta, I would love for you to tell people what, what you want them to know about you. I mean, I've been talking about you and sharing some of the highlights, but how would you describe yourself in six words? Ooh, in six words. So I'm an educator first. You know, that's the first thing. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I, uh, how do you say it? Um, you say six words. I have so many words, I guess, that will describe me. I'm ambitious. I'm passionate. Um, I'm humble. Um, that might be more than six words. I'm inspired, you know, you know, by other, other people. But, you know, if I were to say one of my biggest uh, mottos or quotes is get, un get comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? Because life is a journey. You're going to have peaks and valleys, but never give up on your dreams. You know, never give up on your goals. Know that, you know, the saying, the sky is the limit. No, the sky is not the limit. It's limitless. And so, as you mentioned, I keep going up and up because I don't see that ceiling. You know, there's something beyond the sky. So it's more than six words. You know, I'm a little rebel, so I go a little bit out. <laughs> but we needed all of that. <laughs> and, and I love that you definitely are a leader. You're a visionary. Uh, I like at the end, you even got in rebel. Yeah. So, so you also have a great quote that I think people should hear again get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And 
I mean, there are a lot of uncomfortable things that have happened over the, over the Absolutely. Past, past, I would say several years, but definitely the last couple of, of years. Um, and there are many things that we're, we'll dive into during this conversation, but I would love to know a little bit more about like, how did you get here? Why are you in the field that you're in? Um, and how did you get here? Oh, goodness. I stumbled into to this field. I started as a, a literacy instructor, you know, at Bronx Community College and another nonprofit organization. I can't remember the name now. And I taught people how to read in the community. But this one organ, this nonprofit organization, I was teaching people how to, like, teaching them the alphabet. And one of the ways that I was teaching people was through their own stories, right? So you learn to write by writing your stories. Lo and behold, I ended up being a publisher, right? I didn't know that at the time. You know, I was putting together, you know, computers weren't even out yet, you know, and people were writing their stories. They were, you know, taking pictures from magazines. But I felt like you could teach yourself through your own stories. Um, being a lover of reading, a lover, a lover of writing materials, it was a natural fit, you know, for me to teach others. And then I found that because I, entrepreneurship is in my blood, I would also insert, well, what kind of business would you, you like to start? Oh, you can turn that into a business. You're a great cook. So I started by being an educator first. And then worked my way up through through CUNY and, you know, someone took an interest uh, in me. You know, I wasn't I didn't I wouldn't say that I was ambitious. I didn't know what it was. I was just doing what I was called to do, you know, and that was do good work. Right. I come from, you know, integrity, uh, good ethics. But someone saw me and mentored me without me even knowing I was being mentored. And so I just followed the natural progression and then I ended up here. Wow. So from literacy educator to, wow, like helping people to learn how to read um, and write by using their own stories. Um, That is so deep because I can just totally see how just thinking about their story can could inspire them and motivate them to to want to share it and write it and read it. And then actually taking that sort of approach to tapping into people's passions, right? Because that's kind of what it is. Whatever they were talking about, sharing their story, they were passionate about it. And then sort of seeing what other people were passionate about, whether it was cooking or whatever the case may be, and kind of combining that or connecting that, opening up another pathway for them, actually to say, turn that into a business, capitalize on that, take it to the next level. Going back to something you said before, there are no ceilings for you. The sky was limitless. So you were actually doing that for other people, kind of showing them other opportunities that maybe they didn't think about um, and mentoring them similar to the way that you were mentored. Uh, And it's funny that you said, you know, you weren't ambitious. You think secretly <laughs> or unconsciously or subconsciously, you all, there's the ambition must have been there. Yes. And at some point the vocabulary came along with yes. it, you know, because there's I'm, the way that all these directors in your title. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was like, you're ambitious. <laughs> you're ambitious. <laughs> you don't wake up as a director. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, wow, 
for for ambitious or not, everything that happened over the last 18 months, I mean, everything was unpredictable. No one saw coronavirus coming. And we still aren't completely out of it, right? I mean, we don't really know where we're going. We keep, I keep hearing the word used post-pandemic um, a lot. Yeah. And I think we're still in the midst of it. And so I'm, I'm just curious to know, and I think you're going to love this question. What was your single biggest challenge in running your business or working in your industry throughout the pandemic? The biggest challenge, and I'll speak from the 10,000 Small Businesses Program, was moving from an in-person to immediately providing it remote, right? And so we were in cohort 30 at the time, and I think we went up to cohort, I mean, to mod three, which is a money in metrics. That was the last class in person to then abruptly life changed, right? And it changed for the team personally, and it changed for the business owners, right? We are dealing with, you know, this pandemic, but didn't really know what it was, right? So there was the fear, but at the same token, we had to be there. And the cohort members at that time, they wanted us to stop. You know, they didn't want to come in. And I, you know, I talked to the people, you know, Babson and said to them, look, you know, they want us to condense the schedule. They don't want us to do it this new way. Right. Um, but he said, you know, he gave me the option. Either you uh, stop it, you know, and you, you know, defer it to the next time or you, you know, or what? And I said, well, you know what? They need us. You know, they need us during this time. As challenging as it is for us, it's even more challenging, you know, for them. See, I have a job, right? These folks, what's going to happen to my business? What's going to happen to my family? People were, were getting sick. People were, were leaving this earth, right? So pivoting through the challenge and I guess steering the team in a way, being there for the team to give them the strength to continue and be there for the business owners that also needed us. So that was a, a challenging moment, but we ended up, you know, doing uh, three more cohorts remotely and we mastered it. You know, what scholars experience in person, they experienced in the remote setting, that same feeling of being a family. You know, that's how I run any business is you are family. So I think that would be the most recent challenge that we were able to pivot and to successfully navigate the boat through. You were able to pivot, successfully navigate the boat through while also simultaneously, uh, each cohort has about what, 30, 30, 36? 35, almost 40. 35 or so. And so it sounds like you had four cohorts um, over the course of the last 18 months or so, including one that was in, that was actually in session during yes. the beginning of the pandemic. So you were navigating over a hundred boats <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> giving people assurance. Yes. I just don't want to downplay the significance. And, and these are, I mean, most of these entrepreneurs, if not all of them, have other, they have employees, not just families. They have employees. The laws were changing and 
aid and funding was becoming available. And so they had to figure out real time whether they were eligible to apply for help. They had to figure out real time. You said that during the cohort that was in session, you were in the money and metrics um, segment module, which I remember that <laughs> module, um, even though it was a few years ago. And I mean, every module at that point in time must have been like life or death, essentially. Right. You know, they're just thinking about it and it's a whole new perspective on the importance of understanding your everything about the, the, everything, everything about your business. You know, where you're allocating your resources, who's helping you manage, you know, your operations, bookkeeping, accounting, you know, what are what are your contracts say? Like everything that was happening in the in in the program was also happening in the midst of this pandemic and your commitment to not only going to the remote environment, but being there in, during this turbulent time, during these turbulent times to help all of those entrepreneurs um, is unparalleled. And I don't want to downplay how, how amazing that was because it would have been a lot easier to just yeah. say, yeah, let's just shut it down and wait out the storm and yeah. we'll figure this out later. But it took more courage, more effort, um, more devotion and dedication and ambition to to kind of navigate all of these things, not only, you know, as the university was figuring out what to do with the students and in person, but for hundreds of business owners um, at the same time. And so you just, I, again, you're just such a, such a, breath of fresh air, Asanta, because um, I'm going to say it, you you are incredible, you are a Black woman, you are director of everything, <laughs> and you are, as you continue to climb and ascend, you bring everyone with you. Absolutely. You know, and you're reaching in every direction, yes. and I just think it's amazing. I mean, we need to nominate you for all the awards. <laughs> All of the awards. <laughs> it's important for me. And that is, you know, a, one of my, you know, I believe it's a gift is to be able to bring people along with me, you know, yeah. because I didn't get here by myself. And I believe I had an opportunity and my goal is to make sure that everyone that's within my reach and even beyond my reach has an opportunity. Wow. It's amazing. You know, not just for small business owners, but also for the students at, at LaGuardia who now have an opportunity to uh, to work with business owners and sort of jumpstart their internships and perhaps their careers if they enjoy what they're doing. And there's a mutual um, you know, benefit to both the business owner and the, and the student. And like that Elton John song, you, Asanta, are still standing. So I'd love to know where your resilience comes from and how do you tap into it? God, right? The sun rises without me. The sun sets without me. And um, I believe I'm a messenger, you know? And so everything that I do is through him, her. You know, that's where it comes from. And I'm blessed enough to have parents who are able to, you know, who are able, because they still navigate, you know, <laughs> and guide me, you know, through, through my life. But my inspiration and my gifts come from God. Wow. And you are an inspiration and a gift. And Asanta, you know, I, you told me this and I want you to share it with others. What does your name mean? It means ascension. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
talking about the right name. <laughs> That's why there are no limits. <laughs> because your name Absolutely. means ascension. And I'm That's the only no one in my family that has this name. My sister is Kim Lorraine Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were born and they were like, Asante. Asante. <laughs> and that's not a coincidence, you know, right? So, yes. Wow. So I know your name means ascension and you have been ascending. And sometimes we have, as you, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier before we started recording, that in life there are peaks and valleys, right? And so in with the view of helping people to avoid mistakes where they can, was there any mistake that you made that you want to prevent others from making? So, and I'll share this is, you know, this is probably a little personal, but, you know, I'm pretty open. And um, I guess it was January uh, 2020, I had a stroke, right? Because I am superwoman. I did not recognize, or I shouldn't say I didn't recognize, I didn't accept that something was going on because that week was a crazy week for me. Um, I came down what I thought was a cold, but I think it was COVID. And I was taking Theraflu because I had to interview new businesses and Asanta could not miss work. Absolutely not. And so I was drinking Theraflu like it was water. Um, found out later that that's the worst medicine you can take if you have COVID. But who knew it was COVID? And the biggest mistake is that I didn't stop, right? I should have gone to the doctor. I should have stayed home. You know, I shouldn't think I'm not a superwoman, <laughs> you know, I'm not a robot. So that would be, I would say that that would be my biggest mistake is not putting my health first, right? Um, not paying attention to um, taking time off. You know, I will push myself to the absolute limit. The crazy and not, and I, I would say funny, but it's not funny is, you know, when I finally went to the hospital, it was on Martin Luther, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. The stroke happened Friday. So I didn't go until Monday to the hospital because I said, you know what? If I can't write my name, Damali, I can't write my name. And I tried to write my name and I couldn't, right? That's a problem, you know? So that's a mistake because I'm not, paying attention or I'm not wanting to accept that there's something wrong because I'm superhuman. But guess what? God said you are not superhuman. <laughs> Sit your tail down. You, you, you know, you got to get it together. So, you know, if I can, you know, leave anything with anyone is to take the time to put yourself first. You can't be all things you know, to everyone, you know, I'm blessed that it was very small because it could have been worse. And even now I have to try not to push myself. It, sometimes I do still do because it's part of my makeup. But then I say, Asante, you remember, you're not a super, you're not superwoman. You know, you're not a robot. You got to take the time to smell the roses and take care of yourself first. 
That is exactly what I think everyone listening needs to hear. That even if you, even if your name means ascension, and <laughs> that there are limits to what you can do, um, not in terms of ambition, but that your body is your vessel. And that, you know, I mean, what you said, though, is that you weren't just doing your own thing. You had to show up for business owners. You had to show up to help them determine whether they should be a part of the program. And so you put others before yourself, which is selfless and amazing. And it's very godlike, Asante. Um, and from that, the lesson learned, because, you know, I feel like the word mistake can sometimes be triggering. People are like, oh, mistakes. No, it's, it's such a harsh word. And it has a negative orientation for some. But I think the lesson learned is exactly what you said. You aren't superhuman, even though, I mean, let's face it, you are pretty, pretty amazing and cl as close <laughs> to superhuman as, a, as we can have on this earth. And self-care is important. And if you don't take care of yourself or put yourself first more often, right, then sometimes the body will just say, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, you're not getting the message. Okay, you won't ascend today because if you can't write a Santa, <laughs> no ascension's gonna happen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I'm happy you shared that, Asanta, because I think another part of it is that people don't always show when there's something wrong. You only see the superhuman side. You only see all the successes. And I think it's important to show that that sometimes if you don't stop to smell the roses, if you don't take some time off. If you don't reset, then you can't be all those things that we need you to be and that you want to be to inspire others and mentor and motivate others. And I can't even imagine like not being able to, to call you or text you or email you um, or see that amazing smile and know that everything's going to be okay. And so I'm happy that you are doing fine. You look amazing. So I'm happy Thank that you. you're, you're feeling well. I had the chance to see you a couple of last week, actually, yeah, last, last week. week, as we, you know, both took the stage for a huge, amazing initiative with Goldman Sachs and LaGuardia Community College um, and, and the 10,000 Small Business Program. And we shared the stage with some amazing people. And so I'm happy to know that you're doing well. And you just Thank left you. a great lesson for everyone, even myself, to just, you know, realize we're human. And that humanness is something that we have to, to take care of have to protect ourselves and take a break. And my mom used to always say when I was little, each one teach one. And so another lesson or gift that I would love for you to share with our listeners today is, is a suggestion for a book or song or a course or program that they can take to continue to grow? You know, I, I thought, you know, I'm thinking about that question. And one of my favorite books is a children's book. And it's the little uh, engine that could. My mother read that book over and over and over to me because it was about never giving up, right? And so a source of inspiration for me is when I think about that book. You know, I've read that book even as an adult, you know, as needed because sometimes you feel like giving up. You know, like you said, my name means ascension. I never want to give up, but sometimes you do because remember, we're not super women. So the little red engine, you know, that could 
is an inspirational book and one that I like to always tell people to read. You know, remember who you are at your core, right? When we're children, we're innocent, right? We have tons of ambition, right? Tons, you know, the sky is limitless. It's only when we go through a school system or through our family dynamics and we meet other people that we are told that the sky is the limit, right? So if we can just step back and remember when we were once a child, close your eyes, think about the little red engine, the little engine that could, then we can remember that we can do, you know, anything and we don't have to give up. Wow. I can't think of a better way to end our show than with that message in those words. Remember the little engine that could close your eyes and remember that you can do and you can be everything, anything and that you should never give up. Asanta, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Damali. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> oh, likewise. But see, now I'm sharing you with the masses. <laughs> now I'm, it's not just you know, the business owners and the students that are going to have access to your jewels and gems. It's going to be everyone who's tuning in today. And so I'd like to thank the audience for tuning in. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Breakthrough ADR. That's the at sign, B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H, capital A, capital D, capital R. I'm your host, Damali Peterman, and this is Breakthrough Barriers with Damali. Although I am a lawyer, mediator, and an educator, and many of my co-hosts will represent various professions, we want to be clear that we are not providing legal advice, counseling, or suggestions. Our goal is to provide a roadmap for conflict resolution to generate future conflict resolvers. Continue to break through and have a wonderful day.